I guarantee you that at some point, everything's going to go south on you. Ready? And you're going to say, this is it. This is how I end. Commander, Martin's dead. We have to go, man. Now, you can either accept that, or you can get to work. This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates, and to NASA, and to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Surprise. Here's the rub. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm going to have designed the last 31 days. So I gotta make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. But if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, then none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. Mein Gott. <laughs> Mark Watney's still alive. In your face, Neil Armstrong. There must be some kind of no way out of here. Okay, so let's do the math. I have enough food to last for 50 days. He's going to starve to death long before we can help. So, I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this. He's 50 million miles away from home. He's totally alone. What the hell is he thinking right now? I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I know how to save Mark Watney. We need the Hermes crew. We either have a high chance of killing one or a low chance of killing six. I'm not risking their lives. It's bigger than one person. No. I saw NASA rejected the mission. So, if we do this? We're talking mutiny. If anything goes wrong, we die. Do you realize how crazy this is? We had no other option. No matter what happens, tell the world, tell my family, Stop fighting to make it home. Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast. Um, Today we are joined by um, someone who um, was in the big 2023 roundup episode. I don't even know what to call it. Um, um, She was on it discussing John Wick Chapter 4 in his back um, with me and Audrey to discuss the 2015 science fiction film The Martian. Um, welcome, Izzy. Hey! Hello, hello. Um. Good to be back, you. <laughs> so, so when I, when I found out that you had chosen The Martian, I was very excited because, um, I've been a fan of this movie for a while, and, um, I was really happy to get this chance to rewatch it, because it has probably been, I'd say, five or six years since I've last seen this, um, and I feel like I had I'd gotten the you know 
good idea of what happened, but I had felt like it had passed along enough to where um, a lot of this stuff still felt a little new to me, despite, you know, still remembering the same premise and most of the, um, like, plot points. But, you know, one thing I think about this movie that is really good, and it's hard to strike this balance of being, like, really good for just anyone. Um, like, I think just the regular person could just enjoy this movie. But it's not, like, dumb. It's not, like, trying to be... Um, it's not talking down to the audience. Um, it is a, like, really, I guess, smart movie. Um, but kind of one that knows what it is and really has a, you know, a lot of fun with the premise. Um, because they somehow make a almost two and a half hour movie worth a dude just on Mars. Really interesting. And... Um, one thing I think is the reason for that is the cast. And, um, because one thing that Hollywood has done a lot of very recently is they think that to sell a film, they just need to have as many celebrities in it as possible. And, like, that'll automatically sell a film. There was a movie from two years ago called Amsterdam, um, where this kind of was brought to light with, like, Christian Bale and Margot Robbie and Robert De Niro. Taylor Swift was in it for, like, five minutes. Um, she gets run over by a car, which I think is the only thing that is oh. memorable from the movie, and it's really, it was the only interesting part about the entire thing. Um, so you can't have just a bunch of celebrities doing scenes and have it work out. But this is the complete opposite of that, because there's a lot of famous people in this movie. But it still really works, because they're really good at what they do. And they give each person just just the right level of screen time. Um, because, again, like, this film is like a, a who's who of just, oh, I've seen that person somewhere, or I've seen this person in, like, this Marvel movie, um... And then I, I would like uh, very similar to, I think, one or two of the things we did back in the favorite movies of 2023, discuss, like, our favorite um, one-off, or not really one-off, but, like, smaller characters. So I, I want to start with that for both of you guys. Um, do you guys have, like, a besides, like, the obvious Matt Damon lead, do you guys have, like, a favorite, like, smaller supporting performance? Yes, I do. I really like um, Beck. Um, he's played by Sebastian Stan. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But I like him and Mark Watney's like friendship a lot. I mm -hmm. think that it's just a, a good friendship. And I like them interacting when they are. Sebastian Stan is... Sebastian Stan's a very underrated actor. Like, I feel like... Um, he's really good in, like, Captain America and all that, but I feel like that is hindered, I guess, a lot of his acting abilities, because that's just all he's done for, like, the past ten years. Um, I, I, I really hope, I know there's, um, a, uh, festival going on right now, and he's, um, kind of the lead in one of the big features, so I really hope that means that 
he'll be able to do, I mean, he's doing more Marvel stuff. He, like, that's not going anyway anytime soon. But I, I hope, you know, he can actually act because he's, you know, really good actor. Um, Audrey, do you have a favorite smaller role? Yes, I had it pulled up, and then I immediately forgot what his name was. So, <laughs> it was Rick Martinez. I'm, I'm trying to remember who Rick Martinez is. I have. Oh wait a minute! I was the funny guy. Okay, I was looking. He's also in I was Marvel, looking. So. I was He's looking. I was looking at the celebrity list, and I was like, I don't know someone named Rick Martinez, and I was going um, just by that. Um, that is Michael Pena, who. Also, big Marvel person. He is probably most known for the two Ant-Man films. Um, also, my opinion, his best performance is in Ant-Man. He is really funny in that. Um, but I, I think for me, my, my favorite of the bunch would be uh, Rich Purnell, um, played by Donald Glover. Um, Donald Glover is... Pro he's known for two things. One, he is um, in the show Community which I am a massive fan of, but he has also gotten more into um, rapping with the uh, stage name Childish Gambino. I am a, a big fan of everything with uh, Donald Glover. He's in a new um, show coming out on Prime in a month, which is like a redone uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which should be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to check it out, but um, he's the kind of guy who... Uh, first comes up with the idea to, like, send the people back um, to recover uh, Matt Damon's character. Um, we're speaking of which, I, I do want to talk about Matt Damon because a lot of this film kind of is lifted on his shoulders. Like, a lot of it does not work if Matt Damon does not work. Um, and I think... Uh, I watched a movie of his yesterday called The Talent to Mr. Ripley, which um, I highly recommend. It is really good. But kind of something with that, I think what uh, Matt Damon is really good at is kind of being the everyman. Um, where, like, some of his characters may have a good bit of depth, but they're always kind of just normal people. Like, they're not, you know, like this, like... I mean, in this movie, he's a very smart character, but even though the, uh, the movie's based off a book and this was carried over, I like the idea that he's a botanist and not like this big uh, rocket science guy, so he never feels like too smart for like the audience, like the regular audience just like not understand what's going on. He just likes planting, and like that really helps us... Um, you know, grow attached to him and, like, care for his survival also. He's just really funny in this movie. Um, I think the the hardest thing for an actor to do is act by himself. Um, because yeah. they really don't have anyone to bounce off of or, you know, by that, it was, yeah, bounce off of. But you, it's like, sometimes if you get, I really enjoy, like, one-character movies. Um, they're very rare to see. I mean, obviously, he's not the only character in this movie. There are a ton of people. But, like, half the movie is just him. Um, and it works so well because he's just really good at what he does. Um, 
it's not a, it's also not a common thing, I don't think, in movies, but it's really nice to see someone who's just really good at his job. Um, where he's not, like, struggling, he doesn't, he's not, like, all acting all confused, he is just, like, knows what to do, and he gets the job done. He's, like... Exactly. I like how it's not like, oh, I'm an expert. Oh, wait, suddenly I forgot everything I knew before. There's a yeah. There's a yeah. good movie last year that's literally just that. It's a movie on Netflix called The Killer, which I am a um, big fan of. It is real. It's really good. Very surprisingly, a movie about a uh, an assassin. Very relaxing. It's like if a movie about an assassin was also ASMR. Is basically what that movie is. Um, but it's also really funny because for most of it, the most of the movie is just, uh, the killer played by Michael Fassbender, um, just internally monologuing in his head. Um, and he's always talking about like, don't get too attached, do the, like forbid empathy and all these things, but he's also really not good at his job and he goes against everything he says in the movie. Like he gets attached to people um, he literally messes up his job in, like, the first 20 minutes. After, like, saying, like, building up this, like, oh, I'm, like, you gotta stay calm, you gotta do all this stuff, and then messes it up. With this, obviously things go wrong. If things don't go wrong, it's really, like, it's not a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously there are good movies without conflict, or without, like, big, you know, moments, um... I haven't. I one I saw a few months ago is a very good one. Like example of this is called Everybody Wants Some, um, which is a I guess eighties college movie about like the weekend. It's the weekend at college, but before like classes start, and it's like just genuinely just guys hanging out for a weekend. Like there is no big conflict, no big like overarching plot, but with this, when there is a conflict, you can't really just do nothing for over two hours and expect it to work. Obviously, things go wrong, but when they do, he's confident. He's ne- You really rarely see him freak out, um, except during the, like, later storm scene. Um, so this, this is directed by Ridley Scott, who I would say is probably the most re- well-regarded sci-fi director of all time. He, he's obviously directed other non-sci-fi movies like Gladiator or Thelma and Louise, um, recently directed Napoleon, which was weird. Um, but in terms of his sci-fi offerings, he brought um, The Martian, but then is also responsible for the first Alien and Blade Runner, which are, you know, very well-respected in, like, science fiction canon, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word to describe it. Um... But I think, like some bigger directors, some directors haven't hit this kind of slump. He is a very hit-or-miss director. Um, because he do- has done these big classics. But then he's also directed House of Gucci. Um, from two and a half years ago, which I never saw. But I've heard is bad. And he he has known to produce some, like, really not good movies. Um, none that I will ever see in my lifetime. And specifically, the 2010s weren't really too kind for him. Uh, He made, like, two Alien prequels, which I think have had a resurgence in popularity recently. I haven't seen them, but I've heard they're, like, pretty alright, I guess. He did Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Like, really wasn't... 
doing much in terms of building his kind of filmography, but then this Martian movie comes, and another thing with this movie, besides, like, liking everything about it, that I think is really interesting, is that it's such a easy movie for everyone. Like, it, it feels like so, everyone who sees this movie likes it. Um, and speaking of which, uh, one question I have bounced around a bit, um, this past 15 minutes. Audrey, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. I, I just, I, I, most of, most, every movie thing we do here, um, it is always unknown. Audrey usually assumes that I like every single movie that we cover here, but for Audrey it is always this big mystery of... It's not. Sometimes it is. I don't know if you're going to hate or like a movie. Uh, it's always just this, really? like... Yeah. Like, I'm always just like, oh, Lord. I remember when we, um... For the, the best films of 2023, we covered in, for like, ten minutes, uh, the movie Asteroid City. Um, which I, like, for days, I was like, oh, Audrey's going to hate this film. Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised to find out you did not... Um, no, I like it a lot. I actually really like The Martian, too. I like it because it helped, like, it made me feel smart. Like, <laughs> not in a, like, a, oh, wow, I'm so smart way, but, like, it, it it was nice to watch because it's something that could actually happen. Yeah. And that's what I like to watch. Um. So this film was uh, nominated for seven Oscars, um, Best Visual Effects, Best Sound Mixing, Best Sound Editing, Best Production Design, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Actor, and Best Picture. Um, it it did not win any of those. Um, Yikes! Unfortunately, I'm That's gonna out. I'm going to look now at the official Academy Awards page to find out who did win. Also, um, recording this uh, one day before the Oscar nominations. Um, I have been very alert with this, um, no spoilers for anything, but Audrey and I have something exciting planned for when the Oscars happened, happen, uh, which will start tomorrow, I guess. Uh, it's gonna be great. It's even a shock for me, cause I have really bad memory. Oh, I, I, I'll remind <laughs> you when we're done recording what is going on, but it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I already forgot. I'm excited. Um, okay, so, going with what this movie lost... Um, the Martian, uh, Matt Damon lost to Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, um, Boo. which I, I'm not a massive fan of The Revenant, but by, by like any, I, I don't think know it's, why I said anything. It's about, it's about like I've a, never seen that. it's like a dude, I've never seen it either. It's like a dude gets I'm like, like Boo. <laughs> a dude gets like abandoned in the wilderness by his like friends and he has to like find his way back in the wilderness, um. Wow, it is those a, are not friends. It's a it's a big like, uh, not really very physical performance more than it is a talky performance. Um, talky. The the reason this he won for this was because before this he had not won a single Oscar. The man had been in Titanic, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, The Departed, uh, most notably The Wolf of Wall Street which um, has always been a very frustrating Oscar snub. Um, so this was just kind of a, hey, you haven't had an Oscar yet, let's give one to you. Let's just take it. Um, Brian Cranston 
was also nominated for Trumbo. I have never heard of that movie in my life. I like Brian Cranston. Never heard of this. Uh, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. And Eddie Redmayne, an actor I do not like for The Danish Girl. Um, so I, I think out of this, I can understand Matt Damon not winning um, this award. Um, I, I think we can kind of skip a lot of the below the line. Um, uh, like, editing... Oh, no, it wasn't nominated for editing. I'm trying to find where it was nominated. Oh, my lord. Um, like, movies... It wasn't nominated. He's going crazy. Yeah. But, like, production (laughs) design, a a lot of... It's funny, there's sometimes these uh, movies where they won't usually have a chance at winning Best Picture, but these, like, lower categories... I, I say lower, but they're really important. Like, effects and sound and editing always has, like, one that just has a chokehold on the Oscars. Uh, this year will probably be Oppenheimer. We'll have that, like, big hold over it. Last year was Everything Everywhere and All Quiet on the Western Front. 2021 was probably the best example of this with Dune. That was just this big behemoth of a movie that took away, like, every single behind-the-scenes category. Um, and for this year, it was Mad Max Fury Road. Um, which I think, looking back, and I think a lot of people have done this, probably should have won Best Picture. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the movie. Uh, Best Picture. So the nominees, besides The Martian, um, were The Big Short, um, directed by Adam McKay, which I thought was pretty good, Bridge of Spies, directed by Steven Spielberg, which I have not seen, um, Brooklyn, um, starring Saoirse Ronan, who we just covered on the Lady Bird episode, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, um, Mm -hmm. The Revenant, and Room, um, starring Brie Larson, which is really, also very... Not one actor performance, but, like, it very heavily relies on the one performance. But they all lost to the film Spotlight, um, which was kind of this about the, like, reporting of the um, Catholic Church scandals um, for, like, trying to uh, not tiptoe around it, but, like... It's a it's one of these movies where it's kind of hard to talk. It's a very heavy movie, um, but I I highly recommend it. It is really good, um, but yeah. So this movie you know didn't um, win Oscars, but I think it's a really good and it's hard to find this nowadays. Besides like older people, and and the reason I'm saying this is because it relates to my grandfather. Um, it's the rise of, um, streaming services, um, has created this thing where there are always so many choices on what to watch that it's kind of overwhelming, whereas for, like, cable, if, like, a movie was on, like, halfway, it's sometimes kind of interesting just to, like, you know, pop in and watch the rest of it. And, again, this certainly goes to my grandfather, who does this all the time. This is, I think, one of his higher-rated movies, I think, where, like, he's DVR'd it. He will just watch it from time to time. Like, he really enjoys this film. Um, And I think that plays plays very well. So, um, I watched this last week, and I was watching it in my English class, and... um, I, I, I forgot where the conversation like, led, like, how it got there, um, but one of the people at the table, like, 
asked me what movie I was watching, and I mentioned how it was The Martian. And her and another um, person at the table both, like, reacted, like, very happily with that because they were both fans of the movie. And it's, like, one of those movies that I feel like everyone's heard about, but, like, surprisingly... Audrey, have you had... had I have to ask this. Had you heard of this film before you watched it? I've watched it multiple times, actually. Um, I first watched it with my dad when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, one of my classes at school, we had to watch it. I remember hearing about that. And so I watched it m- multiple times, and I liked it every time. And... I really, I've half heard of it. I didn't even need to rewatch it because I remember it, and it's it was a good movie. It's funny, very similar to like that kind of expectation to when I ask you if you enjoyed a movie or not. Um, asking oh, you if you've yeah. heard a movie See, I can understand that is one. completely different because usually it is a no. Um, yep. What are you talking about? I've seen every movie ever. Okay, so I I feel like. I have I have talked a bit. Um, oh, so it is, it is it is time to pass the torch for a little bit. Um, so I can at least ask Izzy. Um, why why did you choose this movie? Why was this the one that you wanted to talk about? Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't think a week goes by where I don't watch this movie. <laughs> Like, whenever I go to sleep, because I usually have my TV on when I go to sleep, I usually put this movie on, because it's just a movie that, like, I love so much, and I love the music in it. I love Matt Damien in this movie. I think you're right how um, that he just fit for this character, and... That if it didn't really fit for him, the movie wouldn't have been as well as it was. Yeah. Period. Um, He just, I think he has a great way of, like, saying his lines (laughs) to where it's funny. And just, like, I don't know. I really love this movie so much. And... I think it was well-scripted, and, like, the comedy is, like, peak comedy for me, (laughs) I think. Like, it's, like, for a, like, it's not a comedy movie, definitely. Yeah. But it's really funny, I think, for it being not of that genre. And I just think it's a great concept for a movie. Um, you said the writing was really good, and there's a, a very good reason for that. Um, this was penned by, uh, Drew Goddard, who is the writer-director behind, um, The Cabin in the Woods, a, um, horror satire, I guess. Um, Audrey, you are a fan of horror, correct? You like horror movies? Audrey? I said yeah. Oh, okay. You kind of cut out. I think when you're saying it, um, Izzy, are My you a, Izzy? Are you a fan of <laughs> horror movies? Um, kind of. I I I'm gonna say I haven't watched that many horror movies, but when I do, I I enjoy them usually. Um. Well, 
Cabin in the Woods uh, doesn't have a like ginormous cast. I think probably the most well-known actor from the bunch is Chris Hemsworth, who's really fun. This was like I think the year before Thor, so this was before he really kind of broke out. Um, and it's kind of explaining horror tropes and why hor- like people do dumb things in horror movies. Um, and it is really funny. So if like you, if you know the tropes, which Audrey, you have seen Scream, so you do. Like the oh yeah, very typical horror movie like Halloween, Friday Thirteenth kind of tropes. This will like work, and it's really funny. What like the is anybody there? Exactly. Or yeah, okay. Like oh. hey, we should hey we should we should split up. That's the idea. We should split up. Let's split up. It's <laughs> really funny. So um, and the other movie directed is a film called Bad Times at the El Royale, um, released back in 2018, starring uh, Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Revo, Dakota Johnson, Kaylee Spaney, John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Nick Offerman, um, about a bunch of people who all stay the night at the El Royale, a hotel, um, and it is really great. Um, it is a very underrated film. I, I highly recommend it to... I think both of you guys, because I'm just going to boldly assume that you guys haven't seen this movie. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. You would be correct. Yeah. Um, and to the people listening, definitely check out this movie. It is really fun. Um, cinematography is beautiful. It's got an excellent soundtrack. I need to rewatch it. Um, so that's the director. And both, I think, Bad Times at the Royal Royale, a little bit less so, but definitely with Cabin in the Woods, really good at smart comedy. Um... Because there's, like, I think two types of comedy. Um, and, and with both of those two, they work and they don't work in certain ways. There's the kind of dumb, broad humor, which you would find in your Little typical... Bro. Exactly. Which you'll find in your either, uh, you know, teen comedies, like your Superbads or your American Pie, or you'll find in your everyday Marvel movie. Um, and it works for the teen comedies, doesn't quite work in the Marvel movies. As much. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Again, like Michael Pena and Ant-Man works every single time. Um, and then you kind of have, I guess, upper brow comedy at points, I guess. Even though I wouldn't... This isn't upper brow. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I was about to say, it's called highbrow. It's not called upper oh, brow. Oh, highbrow, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I was confused for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I, was like, I kind of, I forgot the terminology for a second. It was um, funny. Okay, it's yeah, okay. It was funny. It was funny. Um, it was funny. But like, there's like a running joke with uh, Damon listening to disco music. That's really funny. Even though I don't, I don't understand his distaste. I, I was, I like the music. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself like a disco fan, but like, I enjoyed the soundtrack a lot. See, I love David Bowie, so when they played Starman, I was... That was perfect. So, I, I thought it was a great pick for the movie, definitely. There's always... Definitely. There's a... There's an, I love that song. There's okay. an art to the, the needle drop, where they'll just include a song, and sometimes you end up with something like the Super Mario Brothers movie, and it just it's just playing, you know, random pop songs that very loosely, you know, fit in with the story. Or you get something like this with David Bowie, where it fits it perfectly, and you can't... And there's, like, there's not a world where this song isn't in this movie. 
it like fits so perfectly. Um, Audrey, look again. Yeah. I probably know the answer. Um. But have you seen any other Ridley Scott films? So have you seen Blade Runner or Alien okay. or Gladiator? Just I've seen Maze Runner. He he did not direct Maze Runner. <laughs> I thought you said Maze Runner. What Blade what Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Oh, sorry. Okay, continue on with listing uh, movies. What else? So yeah, uh, Thelma and Louise, uh, Black Hawk Down, Gla- uh. American Gangster, again, once you get past, like, five or six, it just becomes the movies that no one's ever seen. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen them. Uh, Izzy, have you seen any of his films? Um, I mean, I know about those films, but I've yeah. never seen them. Like, I've seen trailers and stuff for them. I am... But I've never watched them. Very mixed. Um, I like Blade Runner, but I prefer the 2049 one. With uh, Ryan Gosling, I like Alien, but I like Aliens better because I sometimes prefer action over horror. Um, Gladiator, I think, is fantastic. Napoleon, as I said, is really weird. Oh, I've seen Gladiator, actually. You've seen Gladiator? I'm lying. Okay. I'm so lying right now. I love Um, Gladiator. um, Very great. A sequel is coming out this year. What? It's Gladiator 2. It's happening. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Paul Meskel, Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, Joseph Quinn. Yeah. I'm excited. Pedro Pascal, really? Pedro Pascal is going to be in uh, Gladiator 2. Wow. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Uh, I think like November or something. I'm not sure. It could suck. It might. Very much might. It probably will. But, you know, I'm going to. Um. I'm gonna, Does it need a sequel? I don't absolutely think not, but neither did a bunch of movies that are coming out. I mean, people said that about Top Gun, but that sequel was... It, it was pretty good. I feel like sequels are either hit or miss right now. Yeah. Like, you could either get a... Uh, oh, what's a really good... I'm thinking of, like, this, like, long... seat, Like, long away where it's like, we haven't got one in, like, 40 years... Um, it's like a really good example. I guess, I guess Blade Runner 2049 is a really good example. Um, or I, I like Star Wars The Force Awakens, but I know some people hate the sequel trilogy with a burning passion. Um, no, because they could have gone so many different ways with <laughs> what they did, but no, they decided to be stupid. I like The Force Awakens, but I they just the ruined Force it with the other ones. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was a good concept, but I wasn't really there for it, I'm going to be honest. You could also go even worse than the sequel trilogy and go to the recent Jurassic World trilogy, which is baffling. Like, I I don't know how the movies turned out the way they did. Like, I like Jurassic World a good bit. It was fun. And then the other two happened, and it's just... uh, I... It lost me when it started talking about, like, the daughter was genetically copied or something. Yeah. I don't know. I was really confused. Um, I also, uh, bringing this up now because I believe one or two more Jurassic uh, World movies were announced today to be in development. Um, Bruh. They just, they, they can't 
keep a good, what's the, I don't know. They just keep beating a dead horse. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's just, some franchises, they keep, like, Mission Impossible, they just keep going, and it works. And then you have, uh, I don't know, the Expendables, and it just doesn't make any sense. But, another reason, going back to The Martian, because I completely forgot what movie we were talking about. Um, yeah. One thing that is really impressive about how well-liked and, like, known it is by other people is the fact that, yeah, it's based off a book, but it's not really based off any existing franchise. Um, usually, top, a, yeah. top movies in the box office. Thing. Yeah. It is a just drama. It is a, you know, science fiction. It's not really... I mean, it's pretty easy to get into, but it's not like you're going to see the next Marvel movie because those usually sell. You Like, you don't see something like this be catch on as much. And I think it came at this perfect time to where if, like, The Martian released this year, I don't think it'd be nearly as big of a deal as it was nine years ago. Um, Probably not. It made uh, worldwide a total of $630 million. Wow. Which is um, very, very impressive. Um, I mean, and that's also saying how 2015 was going back to Star Wars. That was the year of Force Awakens. That was the year that kind of took over. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see where this film ranks on um, the... What, what what's it called the uh overall rankings of 2015 movies uh there is no way it made less m- money than Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 there's no way like that Did just it make less money than that movie I cause... I am I'm getting a little nervous cuz I I'm also blind so like I may just not see it but I I am going to lose... Oh, wait, no, okay, I found it. I found it. It, um, ninth. It was ninth, ninth at the box office the entire year. That's really good, though. I mean, oh. yeah, I mean, it's under films like Jurassic World, Star Wars, Avengers Age of Ultron, Inside Out, Fast and Furious 7, Minions. It made less money than Minions, which makes sense, but it's stupid. Um, but if you put it up against... It made more money than, um, Spectre, the James Bond film, the remake mm-hmm. of Cinderella, Pitch Perfect 2, Ant-Man... It made more money than Fifty Shades of Grey. Can you believe that? Really? Fifty Shades well, thank of... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, it did not make less money than Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. We we can breathe. We can sleep easy. Okay. Um, that movie was about to say. I have never seen any it of the Paul silly. Blart movies. Never seen You don't get anything out of it, though. Like, I feel like The Martian... You get I something. I feel like... You kind of get something like it's a refreshing movie. Yeah, like it's not the same old thing. Like you could say, like fantasy movies, like they kind of have like formula, a common format. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, it kind of is a common format for usually. Which genre it you do is, kind of but... see this, like person trapped somewhere and have to, like, get out or get somewhere safe. But you don't usually see it. Like, I think this may be one of the first times, like, in space, like, on a planet. Or yeah. specifically Mars. And I'm like, 
plant, you know. He's not really dealing with any, like, predators or anything. Yeah. He's just dealing with the natural causes of, like, this planet and having to survive mm-hmm. and make food. Like, uh, d- definitely there are, like, blocks, like, hard parts in the road. But yeah. I feel like it's not as much action as a lot of sci-fi can be. Um, it's just I, relaxing, I think. There's a There's a nice little art, I guess, to the... Even, again... I know even there is more place in the movie with the Mars stuff. It's kind of this one location film. Um, And those tend to be pretty hard to get right because it can kind of be boring seeing the same, um, you know, a little bit. Plus it's hard to, like, make sure the plot makes sense for it to be one um, in one place. There's a movie from two years ago, two and a half, I guess. It was 2020. Was it 2022? It's 2022. Um, titled Fall. Um, which is about two girls who uh, climb a radio tower 2,000 feet in the sky. Oh my god. Oh. I've seen like clips of that movie. Oh, I remember yeah. you talking about it, Trey. Oh my gosh. It is almost an hour and 50 minutes of just two girls. On a telephone, like on a radio pole, for like the whole movie, and it's not bad, but it's really boring. Um, and I think also because I watched it at home, I never was like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrifying." I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, cool." Um, oh no, they're gonna fall! Oh no. Oh. Um, so one location films can work. I think the best example of this is a a classic, The Twelve Angry Men. Um, back in the 50s, 1957, I highly recommend to both of you, it is, if you enjoy good dialogue, that's this movie. It's just people talking in a room for an hour and a half, and it is wonderful, it's in my top ten films of all time. Um, but again, you did, like, how do you make it, even though it's Mars, like, it's an interesting place, it's not like we're, you know, trapped in just a boring house for a whole movie, you, it's like something new. You don't see a lot of movies on Mars. Um, yeah, no, you don't. They also, I think, they do a good job switching between yeah. Mars, the um, the crewmates, mm-hmm. and then NASA. I think it does a good job, and I think it's really funny to see NASA panic about stuff and then Mark <laughs> just be. Pretty chill. Just chilling. Being chilling in space. It's just so funny. Um, but yeah, back to what you were saying. I, I will say, I, I I don't know why this is, but I, I definitely got a little disinterested every time it went back to Earth. Like, I gladly would have sat for over two hours just on Mars with Matt Damon. I, I wish we got the rest. Like, it shows, obviously, like, Mm-hmm. throughout like with the camera yeah of like what he's doing but i wish we got to see more i could have like they they yeah. definitely could have done more with that um especially uh near i guess the big climb or i don't know where it went forgot when it occurs in like correlation to like the time in the movie um there's a big storm that hits on mars i i guess mars storms happen i'm not like a big 
you know, space person, so I don't know if they space, do. Storm, space storms yeah, happen. Yeah, they do. Okay, cool. They happen a lot. They're very dangerous. Um, so it does happen, and it messes up the whole, you know... I forgot. I completely forgot to mention. So, yeah, this dude's trapped on uh, in Mars, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, how, how does he survive? Uh, he survives by making potatoes... Uh, oh, growing yeah, growing oh potatoes God, using his and I guess the other crew ma- members uh waste. Yeah. Um cuz he's, he's a botanist. It I he's okay. Um I'm going to be fully honest here. One, I obviously would have died in this movie cuz I don't know botany. I would I wouldn't have got anywhere with that. Um but you I also, also wouldn't have been on the trip if you were I also a wouldn't have been on the trip. I don't like yeah. space. I don't want to go to space. I I am happy on the ground. Um, this movie makes me want to go to space. I, I've thought about it. I don't want to go to space. Okay. I have, I have, for a long time, I've had like a list of jobs, and there's like this certain list where I'm like, I am never doing these or touching these in my life. It's like this and surgeon. I'm not doing it. That no one could top me into doing surgeon. it. Surgeon. Surgeon. I can't do. I couldn't yeah. do it. I I don't know how people do that. Yeah, surgeon. One mistake, and it's all all gone. I, w- I yeah, would need, like, a trash... If I was a surgeon, I'd need, like, a trash can beside me. Like, I'd- I wouldn't be able to, like... Be very unprofessional. I would not... Oh, you know, oh, you know make... Oh, I would, you're talking about yeah. the bloody ass. Oh, okay. I couldn't do okay. it. I, I could not. But, so yeah, I obviously couldn't do this. I, I, I'm not going to space. But also, if my only food supply was potatoes, I'm just dying. Like, I'm not eating... <laughs> I, I hate... I could not eat raw, <laughs> baked, mashed potatoes. I can't do it. Unless they have, like, an air fryer or something on that ship, I'm not living. It's just not happening. Loser. That one part where he starts crushing pills into the, the <laughs> potatoes, it's hilarious to me. Because it's like, if you were in space and you had only potatoes I and ketchup, it. and your ketchup ran out, the only flavor variety you had, His... I would be crushing pills into my yeah. my potatoes, definitely. Um... Like, it's hilarious. It's a hilarious scene. So, with films, uh, there's obviously, you know, this general rating board that goes around. you got your G, PG, PG-13, and R. I believe, if I am not mistaken, I hope I'm not, I think this film is rated PG-13. It was. Alright. Um, yeah, they wouldn't be able to show it in school if it wasn't. Good point. Um, so, usually there's two big key things that take a movie, and it's it's always interesting when this rule gets broken, mainly by the second thing I'm going to say. There's two things that get it from PG-13 to R. Um, one um, is the F word. That's the that's one of the big ones. If, it, if I, it's used more than twice, yeah. um, it's... And it can't be, like, you, it has to be, like, specific, yeah, lazy. It, it cannot be like used in a sexual manner at all. Yeah. Or it'll mm-hmm. take it up to R. Um, and speaking of that, the other big thing, and it's kind of loose, is nudity. That's a, a big no-no. Yeah. Um, and some films have gotten yeah. around this. Some films have gotten around this. Um, Audrey, there's like a... You probably remember, maybe remember this. It's been a bit. Um, there's a scene in Asteroid City. Um, it's like one oh, second. Yep. And, so, and they were able to get around that. And get it PG thirteen, even though Marvel Marvel gets around it. I don't know how they do that. But... Um, 
I guess the World Love and Thunder counted in that range, even though yeah. I think it was CGI or prosthetics. Like, yeah, I and don't... Thor Ragnarok, I think, with Hulk. That yeah. That was such a stupid... Marvel, it, that's stupid. I even... <laughs> You're saying Marvel stupid. I, I do note a uh, spinning Infinity Gauntlet right behind you. <laughs> okay, this is yeah, my dad's office. Seems... <laughs> I, I, love, I love Marvel, but like it can be stupid. It can be very I'm stupid. To be honest. Yeah, you know what's really stupid? Believing people can have superpowers. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. Well, I want to see the poop potatoes. That's my superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Potatoes. Um, so I'm bringing this up because um, for PG-13, I guess it's not too bad. Um, is you do see Matt Damon's, you know, full-on butt in this film. Um, no, no hiding it. (laughs) Like, they do not try to, like, um, like, it's there. And I, I think, I don't know the, and and it's even, you go farther with the, um, NC-17 rating, which, uh, to this day, I have not seen a single film from that rating. Um, where it's just this very interesting of, like, what level goes from PG-13 to R to NC-17. Um, because with going back to Asteroid City, even though it is a very blink-it-you'll-miss-it shot, it is very decently graphic um, as to what it shows. Yeah. Um, but I think because it was blink-it-you'll-miss-it, they were able to you know, get away with being PG-13, which... Well, I mean, no, I do not think a single child was going to be, like, really excited to see Asteroid City, you know? Like, no kid has heard of Asteroid City. No kid is going to understand what is going on in Asteroid I had a hard time understanding what was going on in Asteroid City. Like, you think some eight-year-old is going to see it and that's what's going to scar them for life? Is, like, the one second shot? That's what's going to get them? Not the animation or anything. Not the not the existential dread throughout the entire film. No, it's that that's that's one that's gonna get them. Not them burying their dead mom next to no, the toilet. No, absolutely house. not. Not the uh, not the nuclear bombs going off like a few miles from the scene. No, mm-mm, it's gonna be that one second shot that's gonna scar the kids. Um, I'm a little confused because I've not seen. You've not this movie, seen Asteroid. But I agree. I highly yeah. recommend. You would still be confused. You would be confused. Uh, watch Asteroid City. That is my also. Mi- so, uh, the big mission for this: go watch The Martian. Go watch Asteroid City because it's also space kind of. Uh, and then watch no, uh, Bad Times. I mean, it's kind of space. It has aliens. It's sci- it's sci-fi, but it's not spacey. Spacey. Space-y. They're space people, like space kids. Like space. They talk about space. Uh, I don't think you know what space is. I know space. They talk about space. They're like, hey, I'd like to go into the moon or something. I don't know. What? They like space in the movie, in Asteroid City. They talk about... Asteroid. It has Asteroid in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with this, again, it's very interesting. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's just... It's interesting how they were just like, hey, look. Matt Damon's butt. PG-13. That's alright. Well, okay. See, here's the thing about it, and I've I've talked to this about <laughs> other people because they didn't understand why it was PG-13. Yeah. And I think the reason why it is is because it's not 
like any like comedic or anything else so like i and i think this is what it might not be but the i think the main reason why they did show it was to show how tired and how much he has suffered throughout yeah. this whole thing like it like whenever you see it you're like man like this he's bone mm-hmm. like he looks terrible he's still more fit than me i i mean that's where <laughs> oh, that's definitely. the that's the goal oh, right there no like i i really but no i mean like with myself oh, oh, oh. I, yeah no not <laughs> but um i it's just like you're just looking and you're like yeah. oh my gosh like you feel bad for this man like he's been through so much now and if like, he... he's about to go home and it's like is he gonna be able to go home now, if he turns around, then it becomes R-rated. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I don't think yeah, they definitely. could justify that, but I also I do not think Matt, Matt Damon would do that. Um, it is, I believe, the har- I, probably the hardest thing to convince a, an, a male actor to f- truly bear it all. I, it is not a, a likely chance that'll ever happen. Um... I wonder, I I do wonder because um, I remember everyone was making this big fuss when uh, Thor: Love and Thunder came out, um, with uh Chris Hemsworth, but Chris Hemsworth, but you know, it was like oh, oh, it's this big thing. I mean, it was pixelated in the trailer. Everyone was like excited, uh, and then like months after the film came out, it's like oh, it was like CGI or something. I I, I See, wonder. I don't- I don't even know why they. Had why to would they it do in that? It was just. It was just for comedic purposes. I get. I mean, like, like it, he really, Chris Hemsworth really couldn't just do it. It's that hard. Uh, yeah. Man said his butt was too good for anyone else to see. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hemsworth takes great pride in his in his butt. He is. But donk a donk. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Definitely, I, I guess. So, I so maybe Matt Damon. It's CGI all along. We don't know. Um, I mean, it could. I, could I think that definitely, like the like his back and stuff, <laughs> like all the bruises and stuff, could have been CGI or it could have been makeup. I don't know. I I don't think it, a single, it could have been CGI. I don't think a single person in the world does this, but it would be really interesting for people to like. <laughs> start the podcast episode and just said, hey, I'm going to skip ahead to, the, like, the 50-minute mark and just see how the conversation's going. And then it's just us three discussing the intricacies of Matt Damon's butt for, like, 10 minutes. Um, Because that's the real purpose of this this film. Um, we, it was the true masterpiece. The true Martian. Absolutely. That's the, Mar- the Martian. The true Martian. The the real Martian was Matt Damon's butt and the friends we made along the way. That's the yep, uh, definitely. Um, so I, I do want to go over uh one thing, and it's gonna take a little bit just due to how massive this is. Um, like his butt. Like I I was <laughs> waiting. I knew it was coming. Um, and that's the cast. I I would like to go over this cast list because again, ginormous. Um, so first we have, uh, Matt Damon, uh, you know, famous for movies like this, The Bourne, huh? I said, who'd he play again? The, the lead, the guy, main guy, you know, the Martian, (laughs) the Martian, 
but really? he's also I didn't know that. he's also most known for films like um, Good Will Hunting, The Departed, um, Ocean's Eleven, the Ocean whole Ocean's trilogy, Ford vs Ferrari. He had a film called Air last year. Which Bjorn the Bjorn the Bjorn. Yeah. Oh, Born. Oh, I have only seen yeah, the first Born. I am what? lukewarm. I am lukewarm on the first Born. That's okay. I, I'm lukewarm on all of them. I've never seen so. any other one. Um, and then we have Jessica Chastain, recent um, Oscar winner for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, also probably known for um, Zero Dark Thirty, Interstellar. Uh, oh, she's, isn't, she, isn't Matt Damon in Interstellar also? He's also in Interstellar, yes, very briefly. Yeah. Okay. He's also yeah, I love that evil. movie. Um, Kristen Wiig. A big uh, comedic actress. Um, I mean, she uh, she's into speak with me, you know. Yeah. Uh, again, just I, I don't think that's the first one people go to. Um, uh, big SNL actress here. Um, uh-huh. also was on Thirty Rock. Um, she was also in the you know really entertaining a uh, mother. Um. Big comedy mother. Uh, definitely watch it if you love comedies. Uh, I am not saying that with any bit of sarcasm or any bit of joking here. Uh, definitely look that movie up. You'll have a great time and not want to die. Uh, I'm scared. I've okay. never, I've never seen Mother, but I've heard it's like one of the most painful experiences ever is watching Mother. Oh. Uh, I might have to pass. Yeah, I also don't think I would I ever think. watch that movie. <laughs> um, I just pass. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Dan- we have Jeff Daniels, probably most known for the Dumb and Dumber film. Um, yeah. Michael Pena mm-hmm. from Ant-Man, I guess, but also in films like End of Watch. Um, there are a lot of Marvel characters. There's like a lot four, of Marvel actors. I think. Uh, <laughs> There's Kate- so many. There's like four. There's uh, Kate Mara. <laughs> yeah, but that's a lot for a yeah. Well, actually, there's five. There's Kate yeah, Mara. There's, there's Kate Mara, who is known for movies like Brooke McMountain. Uh, she was um, in Fantastic Four. We got another Marvel actress here. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Sean Bean. Um, the Lord of the Rings films. National Treasure. Um, he was in GoldenEye, the Bond film. Sebastian Stan. He's most known for the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, being the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, crazy. Sh- Oh, my lord. Okay. So there's this actor. I cannot pronounce his name for the life of me. He plays kind of this the main scientist, I guess, tasked to bring him home. Um, yeah, I he, know who you're talking he's about. He's in 12 Years a Slave, Children of Men, Doctor Strange, Love Actually. Amazing he actor. Plays Vincent, yeah. But Vincent I cannot control. pronounce his name for the life of me. Um, Try it anyways. Ch- Ch- Chiwetel Ejiofor? Yeah, that's it's my, a weird name. I, I'm I'm sorry, I butchered that. Uh, I, Donald, I I can never do it. I can never pronounce that name. He's so he's so good in everything. He has a uh, currently um, probably out already uh, at Sundance, the the film festival in Utah, has his directorial debut premiering, um, which is really cool. He I'm, is an amazing actor. The way he like I don't know pronounces things and like enunciate. I hate British people, but I, I love British actors. Yeah, he it's 
it's just great. I think, I don't know. He makes me question everything when he's on screen. <laughs> Hold on, back up. Trey, did you just say you hate British actors? Yeah, no, I hate British people, but I love British actors. Wait a yeah, Trey, absolutely. I can absolutely say that. I'm a proud Ameri- I'm a proud American, and I don't like them British people. You know, they were trying that's to take why, our freedom. That's why we threw the yeah threw the tea over the harbor. Exactly, but but like Hugh Grant's pretty cool. You know, like like I like Daniel Craig. He's he's a pretty cool actor. You know? The transition is amazing. You know, um, like uh, who else is a famous like who's who's else is a famous British person? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but Benedict Wong is in this movie. Benedict Wong, Daniel Radcliffe. I really like his Daniel character. Radcliffe, you know, big big uh, fan of the Queen. You know, big Queen fan. Uh, you know, I'm I'm su- I support the British people, even though they are my enemies. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Benedict Wong, uh, probably most known for playing Wong in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Donald Glover, knows, known for um, being the rapper Childish Gambino, but also uh, Community. Um, uh-huh. Mackenzie Davis, um, who I would probably say is most known for her role in um, Terminator Dark Fate, which I always forget that movie exists. Um, I think that's where the, you know, large cash kind of ends, but that's like a lot of famous, oh, Naomi Scott, uh, who was, um, in Aladdin, the, the new one. Um, right, right, I didn't, oh yeah, she is. So like, I didn't know that. bunch of famous people, like there's a bunch of, uh, those guys, you know, you're like, oh, I recognize that person from this other place. Yeah, um, I feel like it's a lot of famous underrated oh, actors yeah. though, you know what I mean? Um, like, no offense to these, like, none of these people are gonna be, ever, like, almost a single person's favorite actor, maybe besides Damon, but even then that's kind of reaching, um, but they're all very, like, in this movie especially, good at what they do, like, they know what to do, um, and again, that's something that that Amsterdam movie couldn't do, because when you're most, the only good walk away with that film is... A pretty bad CGI practical. I don't even know how what they did. Uh, double of Taylor Swift getting pushed under a car. Like that's not really a good movie. Um, because that movie what? doesn't understand its actors. Like they don't really play to any of their strengths. While this movie does. Um. Again, this movie makes me feel smart. You know, like I mean, it makes me feel like you know. If I was stranded on Mars, I I could do it. I couldn't. I could do it. You know. Oh no, yeah. I do not feel that way no. at all. Okay, so back to the character hard. thing, though. Sorry, <laughs> I just because I know a lot of little like facts about this movie with Donald Glover, right? Love when he Glover. plays Rich. Yeah. Um. We when we first see him, right? Um. He's like in this his office, and it's like trashed. Mm-hmm. And like he gets up from like sleeping, <laughs> and like he he tripped, right? And like he gets up and he's like, yeah. "I'm fine." And it's I think it's a funny scene. It shows the character, yeah. but I didn't realize that he didn't he wasn't supposed to trip. He also he actually oh. he actually did trip and he just <laughs> improv like he just got up and he 
dating character. So it's like they know like what to do. Mm-hmm. Like they know what to do with the character and they use it. Another and like oh, that sorry. trip like perfectly represented like that character. I don't yeah. Sorry, you go with what you're gonna say. And another funny thing he does in that one scene is he like goes to spit in like a trash can, but it's one of those like wire ones where it's like holes just all around it. So it like doesn't do anything. Um like again, he's really good at um physical comedy in this film. Um one another thing I'm I'm looking at uh IMDB right now, looking at trivia. Um, a real potato farm was installed on the studio lot with potatoes in all stages of growth so they could be used for a filming. Um, oh, wow. I always think it is fascinating when films do... Uh, you said, uh, both of you guys, I think, mentioned Interstellar. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, had, like, they like the family lived on a farm and had a bunch of corn around them. They actually planted corn um, around, and then when filming was over, they sold it and made back, like, a ton of money. Um, oh. so I always think it's kind of cool awesome. when they do something like this practical. Um, yeah. another thing with this is how uncomfortable or like how hot do you think Matt Damon was for most of this movie in this just giant suit? Oh, oh, I bet he was like sweating <laughs> sword or something. Like, I'd rather I don't not think about it. <laughs> Um, there's a, there's a famous interview out there with, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling, no, not Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, um, for the movie Life, and, um, I think the interview was like, is filming, uh, like, uh, what's it, like, space movies really good because you get to wear your pajamas all day, and, like, they were, like, freaking out about it, um, which is one of those, like, really funny, uh, interview kind of moments um but like i i i was i did a a school play a few years ago um and i had to like be in costume and it was like very insulated and it probably wasn't even nearly as close to the level that he was i really hope it was well like cooled in that set um mm-hmm. because i i ventilated exactly yeah um all right so any any final thoughts about the martian anything that you know is on your mind if you guys want to talk for another like 10 minutes about matt damon's butt i am you know all right with that we're here for it we're here for it i will not object this will be a discussion (laughs) um hey yo a whole podcast just you know, uh, analyzing, um, analyzing, analyzing frame Uh, by frame. Do you you have, yeah. Do you have this pulled up on your, I do not. I, I do not. Um, (laughs) it would really be funny if I like, uh, popped up my phone. I was like, aha, got you. Look at this. Uh, no, I do not have it. Um, on standby. It would be weird because I like I you know I'm like looking back at my phone, and it would be weird if I just like turn around and every single time it's like looking at me. It just I don't I how did the conversation get here? I Lord um, um, I don't know. Don't you know, ask me. So if if you're listening to this and you are a you know big Matt Damon fan, you know this is the film for you. 
Yeah. This is the one you've been waiting for. See, <laughs> I strongly suggest you reading the book, though, also. I have not. Uh, I want you so I've, bad. I've, I've read it a little it. bit, and I think I'm going to read it again. Like, fully read it. I wonder, if, I wonder how, like, it's, interesting it is. It's know? a good book. It's a good book. Um, definitely Mark Watney um, in the movie, you know, Matt Damon. Yeah. I think that he played a played it very well, and like I don't know, I thought I really thought it was like refreshing, yeah. like instead of a really smart person, like you said, but a botanist. I mean, yeah. not saying he wasn't smart; he was a genius in this movie. But it was like he was the perfect one to be left behind, and like the love that he had for his crewmates, like saying to nasa that it was not their fault and stuff mm-hmm. just like all around a good movie i love this movie so much um it's great i i yeah again love it it's you know one for the family honestly you know you might have to mm-hmm. shield you know your eyes at the you know what the bu- yeah you can't we can't show them butts it's just it just goes too far you might but like besides that you know to get your family it's fun um not yeah on any streaming service, I believe, or not ones that I have. So it's not on Max, it's not on Netflix, it's not on Prime Video, it's not on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, you can buy it on Apple TV, but yeah. there's a bunch of things where you can buy it. But yeah, yeah definitely. Nothing there's, free. Like, there's always, TV but there are always ways to watch it. Uh, <laughs> As I think me, Audrey, are you saying that you also, you know, did not participate in, uh, watching it in a less than, uh, legal way? For legal reasons, I'm saying no. <laughs> you know, so there's always See, ways to get around it. I own it, so. Ah. Uh. I own it. My my. Wow! Don't diss me, Izzy. Well, hey, no, no. <laughs> don't be like that. Gosh. I, I will be like that. I watch it because you're so cool that you I, have it. Of course, uh. I would own it. Okay. <laughs> I watch it every week. I am like I deserve to own this movie. Okay. For me, for me I am a I am a big defender in uh, watching Friends while I go to sleep. Um. Okay, that is, that is my that's the other stance. One. It's um, for movies. It's The Martian, but like for TV shows, I put on like Seinfeld or Friends or like Gravity yeah. Falls. I, I feel you like know, if I if I chose a good. if I chose a movie, this is how I'm gonna end. Uh, me and Audrey, uh, Audrey, if you could if you could pick any movie to fall asleep to, what would you choose? Um, and why is it Barbarian? Oh, that is. Why is it Barbarian? Oh my! Well, <laughs> it is not Barbarian. And, I mean, you know, I, I won't judge you, you know. It's alright, you can, uh, live on, not live on podcast, you can Im- fully admit that Barbarian, your comfort movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to fully decline that. <laughs> you, you just, you just uh, love it I with the- I don't know what movie I'd fall asleep to. <gasps> nope, that's a lie. I would fall asleep to either, uh, A Turtle's Tale, or, uh, Strange Magic. In- interesting, interesting that's choices. That's valid. I feel like 
the obvious one for me is Knives Out, just because that's my favorite film. Um, but I think one it that has I... to be a film you've watched before. Yeah, like one that you know. Honestly, I, I you're you're not gonna fall asleep to one that you haven't yeah. watched. I honestly think I could probably fall asleep to like Pride and Prejudice. Like I, I feel like that would be a nice. Oh, I get that. Well, are you judging Audrey? Think... Are you, are, you, huh? are you judging the Pride and Prejudice? Actually, no, I'm not. Because uh, I love Pride and Prejudice. That's oh, so good. And I was very shocked that you'd fall asleep to it. It's not like a fall asleep, but it's like kind of comforting. Like it's a nice film. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't be. think loud films I yeah. would be able to fall asleep to that much. Like, Definitely not. And very, like, bright films. Like, The Martian is pretty bright usually because of, like, the bright red setting. But, like, I, I think it makes up for it because I've watched it so many times. But um, I think you usually have to get, like, a very slow film yeah. to fall asleep to or, like, a film that doesn't have that many bright lights. Yeah. Kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as, like, that would a cartoon be great. to fall asleep to. It's a pretty good one. I, I love it. Because it has, like, yeah. those, like, it has those, like, blues and purples, you know. Um, I, it's a good film to fall asleep to. I'm I'm kind of mad that I've already covered um, Pride and Prejudice on the Episodic Cinema channel because I would love to, you know, talk about it again. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe you should. Maybe, maybe I should. should. Maybe we should. Maybe we'll see. Um, but I I abs I do absolutely think this is just a great movie to just you know put on at all times and it's. It works at every moment. If you're going in at the beginning or like 45 minutes in or an hour and a half in, it works every time. Um, yeah. I was, again, uh, Audrey, I guess it was like a week ago or something, um, let me know that you chose this, and I was very excited because sometimes it is a not fun experience trying to get people to decide on a movie. I am currently in the midst of that oh, for, God. A, for a uh, <laughs> podcast episode that will be out in a few weeks. And that process is just very, uh... It can be difficult. It's a very See, difficult... you know, guys process. asked me, and I honestly panicked, because I don't usually... I mean, like, I tell people what I like, but yeah. for it to be on a podcast, I'm like, <laughs> my taste is gonna be out for everyone. Yeah. Like, I don't know if people are gonna like this movie, because I feel like our generation knows about this movie, but, uh -huh. like, it was mainly more... Like, I guess people older than us that have watched it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know many people in my grade that have yeah. watched The Martian. I guess if you were in that one English class with Audrey, you've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, um, it would be that one English class. I, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it, it was, like, an interesting experience because everyone was on their phones the whole time. So I don't know how many people actually uh, watched it. The only time in class that I ever, like, watched a film was if we had, like, questions on it. And even even then, it was not always, like, oh, yeah, I'm watching Sense and Sensibility. This is my jam. Um, this is my jam. The only time we watch movies is whenever, like, we read the book, like the Count yeah. of Monte Cristo or the Crucible, something like that. Ugh. Yeah, I hate, I hate the Crucible so much. <laughs> um, 
Mom, do you hate so chocolate? Good. I hate that. I hate... I mean, the movie's not awful. It's got really good actors in it. Like, I will never say anything bad about uh, Daniel Day-Lewis or Winona Ryder, but I hate that movie with a genuine passion. Um, don't watch... That is also... So, um, to wrap things up, the lessons today. Uh, watch The Martian. Um, watch... Uh, what? Bad Times at the Old Royale. Watch a third movie that I couldn't remember. I, I, I can't remember the... What is it, The Cabin in the Woods? Or the Cabin in the Woods is also one that would be linked in there, but I said like a third one. Oh, Asteroid City. Watch Mother? Asteroid City. I don't know. Uh, and uh, also, uh, analyze Matt Damon's butt. That's a that's other big lesson. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the key one. That. And then final lesson at the end of the day, uh, do not watch The Crucible. That is my final uh, last hurrah big way to close the episode by telling my big way to close the episode is to say yeah. it is okay if you haven't watched a movie that's true yes i am saying yeah. full on my ashamed. i am telling people on my movie podcast don't watch a movie no i didn't say that <laughs> i said it's okay to not watch a movie don't let people be guys listen not watching a movie. listen on the movie it's... podcast it's okay to not watch a movie <laughs> it's okay <laughs> It's all right, guys. I will not judge you. Don't watch movies. That's the you. big it's lesson. A, it's Just a, yeah, don't watch. Don't them. watch them. That's we we watch the movies. Yeah, so we watch the movies. Yeah, yeah. Period. Uh, but yeah, watch The Martian. It's pretty good. Watch The Martian. <laughs> oh, and, and oh. If you like to read books, then read, read The Martian. The Martian. Also, but yeah. Who, who listens to a podcast and goes, "I want to read a book." <laughs> Yeah, like, look, this podcast, okay, honestly, well, you know, this mo- this two-hour and 20-minute movie is just not for me. <laughs> I need to, I need it in book form. That's gonna... <laughs> you don't need the book. Like, you know, Oppenheimer was just, didn't give me enough for me. I need to know more. Actually, that's exactly what I felt like. That's exactly, I was like, you know, Oppenheimer, three hours long was just not enough. I need, I need it longer, you know? See? That's exactly. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, that's the the big lessons of read. Uh, you know, read your books. That's yeah. Read your or, books and watch you know, Mother. Just put on subtitles. That's basically yeah. Read. I have to do that for films. I can't watch films without subtitles anymore. <laughs> just not watch subtitles. I'll get distracted. I love subtitles. You know. I have to have subtitles. I, have I, I don't know why. I'm going deaf. I need I, subtitles. Even if I can understand them, I like the subtitles. Yeah. But why have subtitles if you could have the subtitles in one convenient package, a.k.a. the book? (laughs) Go out and read. Go to your local library. Go to your local library. You know, movie theaters, those are for, like, no one goes to movie theaters. Everyone's at the libraries. That's where we need to run to. (laughs) I'm not like other girls. I like like to watch movies. You know, go, go. But the only thing... The only thing against the libraries, you know, the only thing that the libraries do not have over the movies is what? Matt Damon's butt. That's just the one thing they can't You're compete right. with. They just can't compete. Have um, you read the book, Trey? Absolutely not. I have not. I think I might have had then it. How do you know? I think I've had it in my possession at one sure. point, but I have not read it front to back. The, char- okay. the character might have, they might have had that 
that scene, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there might be a huge picture of it. You know, might have that. to check. It's a picture yeah. book. It's the Martian picture book, and it's just that. It's just. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, I Mar- imagine. The Martians, but I imagine if that was in the book, then every single time a kid read that the English teacher or parent would magically appear right behind them whenever they were got to that page. It just has to happen. What's your reading? Um, no, well, speaking of reading, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up this episode yeah. because Audrey has homework. Um, well, I do too. Izzy, thank you for being here. Um, uh, it's a pleasure. I love your guys' podcast. Every, every, I actually listened to them. So that was a, That's a scary yeah. realization. I have... Uh, we've made these, I think, probably 14 or 15 of these episodes, and I have gone through this with this, like, you know, blind faith of no one's listening to these, and I was happy with that. Um, it's always scary to know that people are listening to these. Um, yeah, so- whenever, yeah, whenever, for the first time when Audrey said, like, hey, do you want to do this little thing for the yeah. podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, you're on a podcast, and I immediately <laughs> opened it up, and I... While we were mm. watching, I think we're watching The Martian, honestly. While we're watching The Martian, I had, I was really listening to the podcast and Die Hard, Die Hard's a Christmas Thank you. Movie. What are you Thank you. Thank you, Izzy. During Christmas. I'm so glad you remembered. Thank you. He literally said ho, 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 okay? Yeah, absolutely. It is a Thank you. movie during Christmas, it is not. No, a it's a Christmas movie. movie. I always watch a, a good Die Hard during Christmas. Thank you. Time, so, um, but yeah, we can we can. Wrap I'm it glad. Up. Yo, I'm it's bad. a two I to three. To Thank you. Um, it's two to one. You've lost. Thank you. Um, so yeah, big lessons. Wrapping it up. Watch Martian. Read Martian. Look at Matt Damon's butt and Matt and Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, yep. So thank you guys for listening. Um, And thank you, Izzy, for being here. Thank you so much.